Welcome back to another episode of Rounding Third Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and our other host, Mark Chris, are, is on the line. We're doing this virtually today. A uh, few topics we want to touch on since we haven't gotten the opportunity to get on in a couple weeks. We do still want to uh, do a quick preview of the NL and AL East divisions. So we'll run on those, and then uh, we also are going to talk about the Castellanos suspension, some of the standout players, standout teams, uh, just a few weeks into the season. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump right into the NL East. Um, I'm really not sure what to think of this division because I think, you know, going into opening day, it was kind of like, well, actually, you know what? No, it's exactly what I expected. Going into opening day, it was, boy, this is going to be a real dogfight. And uh, we got the standings pulled up right now, and it is a real dogfight. Uh, everybody is within uh, 0.1 win percentage of each other. So, I mean, the Nationals are the worst team, and they're 7-9. and nine, So that's really not even all that bad of a start. Believe it or not, your New York Mets are seven and six, despite dropping the last two to my Chicago Cubs. Um, oh, wow, about time the Cubs did something, huh? <laughs> really? Uh, I guess with the Mets, really the thing that I want to talk about the most is, dude, is Jacob Degrom ever going to get any run support? That's ever? what I was going to ask. As I said, are we ever going to see Jacob Degrom have a season or a series of games where the dude? You know, strikes out seventeen or eighteen, and they somehow somehow still lose one to nothing. Dude, it makes literally no sense because I think we're on the same page that he's probably over the last three, four seasons probably the best pitcher in baseball. Are we on the same page with that? The only other person I'd say would be Garrett Cole, but yeah, I think Degrom's been more dominant simply because when that dude steps on the mound, I mean, you're probably only going to get one to two runs off of him. Or Garrett Cole, you could occasionally bust out a five or six spot on him right absolutely but i mean dude just even going back to um 2018 that first cy young season that he had dude posted a 1.7 era and only had a 10 and 9 record and i know we've talked about a million times the wins don't matter but it does just kind of go to show you like kind of run support is this guy getting because it doesn't seem like really anything it's like it's like every fifth day the Mets entire roster decides ah, I'm gonna take today off so I think that's just the Mets isn't it yeah I mean <laughs> you're not wrong about that at all um, some other interesting I guess bright spots that the Mets have is uh, as of just a couple days ago Brandon Nimmo is hitting uh, 5.71. Oh wait, no, no, no. Excuse me, excuse me. I, I misspoke. Jacob Degrom is hitting 5.71. He's a pitcher, though. That doesn't really count. Uh, yeah, I know, but 5.71 for a pitcher. I mean, Jacob. If Jacob Degrom could play every day, that Mets might be a decent team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You may as well toss him up there. But yes, Brandon Nimmo is dominating. He is. Hitting 395 right now, uh, pretty solid. In terms of wins above replacement, he's leading the team with uh, .7 so far. Um, so, I don't know, maybe maybe he's finally going to have a season where he puts it all together. I feel like he's 
been kind of one of those guys that it's every year it's like he's showing signs he's showing signs he's showing signs of really doing something but hopefully this will finally be the year for him to put it all together let me ask you this real fast yeah do you think it's too early to uh to call out pete alonzo for being overhyped Ooh, I I mean, he had that he had that absolutely dominant rookie season you know, he did, man. He, he was 40, almost 50 bombs. I mean, 100 RBIs, you know. I mean, the dude can't play that. Can't play. He can't play first base that well. And then, you know, he's pretty much a home run or strikeout guy. I'm surprised he's not on the other New York team. Well, I'll give him this. I mean, that rookie season was, that was 2019, right? So, I mean, that was his only real full professional season. And everybody in the league was trash last year. So I think I'm willing to give him a break. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's a bust. Okay, I I don't know that he was. Uh, I'm not gonna say he was a bust would be the word to say. Yeah. But just the. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the hype train over with him because it was just like, man, this dude was so good. Now all of a sudden it's just like, is he you know actually worth you know the Mets being his the starting first baseman for the foreseeable future? Yeah. No, and that's a good point. Um. Also, Jacob Degrom isn't the only guy that's really uh, showing out so far pitching wise. Stroman, Stroman, I was gonna say, Stroman is is putting his money where his mouth is. He absolutely um, is, dude. I mean, he's got a so Degrom has a point four five ERA, and Stroman has a point nine so far, and that's across uh, <laughs> three. I mean, it, it's only three starts, but hey. And the Mets have how many wins? Uh, seven. So you you got to think. I mean, I'm just doing some rough math right here. Those two dudes have probably started seven or eight games. Uh, so yes, t- Com- combined, those two have started six games and one, f- and both of them <laughs> combined have four wins. <laughs> St- <laughs> stupid. So I think yeah, I think that kind of tells you uh, pretty much all you need to know about the Mets in terms of who their real guys are this year. Um, and I mean, I think that. Lindor will come. Will have another good season. Um, I mean, it's it's Lind- everybody kind of is starting off slow. I mean, getting back into the swing of playing all these different games and all these different nights and different cities and all this other stuff. I mean, right. And plus, you also got to factor in a lot of a lot of teams will start out slow in April, especially the teams up north, like especially the north. Uh, Northeast, Midwest teams, you know, I know the Cubs are notorious for slow starts. I can completely understand New York and Boston's, well, Boston's kind of going crazy right now. But regardless, yeah, the the Mets, they're the Mets. They're all right. We'll see. I mean, they'll probably mush out at some point because that's just what the Mets do. Um, So I guess the the next team that I want to talk about is uh, Philly. This is just Bryce Harper and JT Romito's team. Uh, they both have OPSs over 900 so far. Uh, JT already has .7 WAR, and uh, another—I don't know if you want to call him a surprise guy—but uh, Gene Segura is put, starting to put together a pretty solid season. Uh, Gene Gene, the hit machine, as they like to call him, he's got <laughs> .6 WAR. Uh, Mark, do you think the Phillies are for real? They're nine and nine in second place so far. Only thing for the Phillies that they need to do year over year 
is they need to get another guy behind Aaron Nola. Zach Wheeler's yes. he's good. So I think if you get another guy behind them, that that'll be really solid. A nice little three headed monster. Yeah. But their bullpen is is what was their biggest issue last year and they went out and addressed it in the offseason. I mean they got a I think an underrated guy in Archie Bradley. Yep. Um I think they might have picked up one or two more guys, but I mean they got Jose Alvarado too and Braden Kinsler. If there's a guy that's going to turn around the Phillies, I mean, I think it's Joe Girardi. I mean, I I I like Girardi. I mean, he takes the game super serious. He knows how to uh, get the best out of his teams, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is how what what do you think of Joe Girardi being back in the game? Do you think it's He's kind of uh, too old school to make it work, or do you actually see him, you know, putting together a good season? I don't think he's too old school. I think, I think more than anything, and this is going to be my like. There's a story. This is going to be kind of my rant about the Yankees later, yeah. but there was a story that was brought out about um, Aaron Boone and Joe Girardi, and it was um, it was right after Boone had signed. And they said, uh, you know, Boone is the cool, fun guy. Like, he's the cool, fun uncle that you like to see at the parties. Mm-hmm. And Joe Girardi's your dad telling you to pick up the trash, keep the house clean. Um, and so it's just the Joe Girardi, you know, played the game. I mean, he was on those multiple World Series teams in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knew what winning a championship was like. And, it, I mean, truthfully, all Aaron Boone did was hit a home run to send the Yankees to the World Series back in 2003. I mean, True. so it's just one of those that he's, it's Aaron Boone's a, a fine guy, but I don't think he's as, um, as hard of a manager as Joe Girardi is. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people respect Joe Girardi and especially guys like, um, Dusty Baker. Yeah. I mean, those old guys that have older guys that have been around for years and years who have seen the ups and downs, but. It seemed like no matter what, I mean, when Dusty was in Cincinnati, the Reds were going to get, you know, 80 to 90 wins, maybe compete for a wild card. It's just like, you have Joey Votto and who? Right, right. So, I mean, you got I like, the most out of him. I like, I like Girardi in Philly because he's he's got some Yankee connections there. And like, I think they still have Ronald Torres and yep. DD. And there's been rumors of potentially – Maybe the Yankees getting rid of Aaron Hicks and him winding up in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, but I like Girardi. I think he's just he gets the most out of his guys, and his guys respect him a ton. So, yeah, dude, I I think he just kind of adds another level of grittiness to the team that maybe would, they needed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I just I think if they were, I hope that they hold on to their record. I hope that you know they obviously are towards the tops come trade deadline. I would love to see them go out and get um, a starting pitcher or two and maybe at, like bolster a bullpen piece. Because that offense, let's not put the offense you know, in any worry at all. That offense is really good. I mean, Yeah, I mean, you look, you look up and down the lineup, and it's, I mean, it's familiar faces that, that are, I, I mean, for the most part, pretty reliable. I mean, obviously, Bryce Harper, he's having a great start to the year. Uh McCutcheon, solid. Didi, he's okay. I, just, I think he's definitely he's a, on the decline, but 
He's okay. He's just a he's just a veteran shortstop man who comes in, does his job, and that's about it. Yeah, and uh, I mean Gene Segura is always hit for contact really well, um, so I'm not really too concerned about that. Really, the biggest question I th- is Reese Hoskins. I don't know is, if is he even good, bro. He was good like for half a season in 2017, and then I don't think he's ever been the same. I mean, I think he just gets he gets thrown to the wayside, and I think that might be a good thing for him. I mean, being behind Bryce and Aaron Nola and McCutcheon and all these, like, sort of a little bit bigger names. And he's just, you know, it's just, oh, Reese Hoskins is at first base. He's going to have a quiet, he's going to hit 270, he's going to hit 30 bombs and have a 90 to 100 RBIs, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, I feel like for the most part, you you know what you can get. My only concern is his floor is really I I feel like the risk of him hitting a having a floor season is higher than the risk of him having a ceiling season if that makes sense. Yeah, the, him the the odds of him being bad essentially are pretty high, but the odds of him like being an all-star caliber type of player are pretty low. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um the other few teams to touch on here um Let's go down to Miami Marlins. Uh, they've started out eight and nine. I don't really have a whole lot to say about the Marlins, um, other than what two more years until they're for real. Does that I does that feel about right? I don't even think two years, man. They're building a juggernaut down there of of players. I mean, their pitching staff down there is nuts. They just need to get a couple more good. Really good, solid MLB players. I mean, mm-hmm. Starling Marte, you know, he's a stud in Pittsburgh, you know, and then all of a sudden he was pretty good out in Arizona. Now you know he's the centerpiece down there. I mean, yep. Corey Dick- Corey Dickerson's a stud. Dude, I will just, never understand when Corey Dick- Dickerson got um, DFA'd by the Rays because I know it's the Rays, but dude, they only owed him like four mil, and he was still Ray- while he was in arbitration. <laughs> The Rays are just stupid. I hate I hate the way that they they treat players because it's like, oh hey, we're not going to pay you what you're worth, but you're going to be really good for us, and then we're just going to ship you off. Right, once for, your for other guys. starts to go up. But and, at the same time, I kind of respect it. <laughs> but I mean, Corey Dickerson's good. Um, I can't think of their shortstop right now for some reason. Um, uh, it's Miguel, Miguel Rojas. He, I mean, good, solid MLB vet. I mean, John Birdie's. I mean, the dude's like five one, but could beat Usain Bolt in the foot race. I mean, that <laughs> uh, dude is so fat. Dude. Jesus Aguilar is good. I mean, that that team is just good through and through. Yeah, they they've got the way that I look at it is I feel like they've got a lot of veteran, experienced guys who like at the deadline you could probably flip, get a couple more prospects to speed things up a little bit. Um. I don't think it's enough to seriously contend for anything. And I mean, yes, they beat the Cubs in the playoffs last year, but then they got handled pretty easily in the next round. Um, I I still think there's time, but it's, it's getting close. That's, that's kind of what I have to say about the Marlins. So I I don't expect the postseason out of them this year, but it's coming. So let me, let me ask you this. Do you think, that when Derek Jeter took over, he saw something in John Carlos Stanton that he knew, like 
he didn't agree with or that he didn't like it as a player. Uh, yeah, he, bro. He probably was like, damn, this dude's six foot eight, two freaking 60. He's going to get hurt. There's no way he's worth what he's getting paid. He's a damn liability out there. And then so all of a sudden he calls up, he calls up his good buddy, uh, Brian Cashman and says, do you want the former, you know, last year's NL MVP? Yeah. And, uh, evidently they did. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but I don't know. Jeter's doing great things down there, man. I'm very excited to, to see him doing well and, and running a good ball club. I think, I think Don Mattingly is the manager down there and he, uh, is it still Don Mattingly down there? Uh, yeah, to my knowledge. I mean, Mattingly is good for the game of baseball. Talk about a dude that that knows his uh, knows his game of baseball. Yes, absolutely. Indiana. Um, so Miami, yeah, still still a little bit of time, but they're getting there. Um, let's talk about the kind of struggling Atlanta Braves. Um, they're eight and ten, but again. 162 game season. Try to not overreact yet. Um, actually, dude, I don't even really want to talk about the Braves. I just want to talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. He's damn that dude is so good. Like Fernando Tatis better watch his back because this dude. Mm, I would say he's probably second place in face of baseball uh, conversation right now. So you know, you know what, you know it's really stupid, right? Is I hate the word the face of baseball. Okay. Simply because everybody thinks Tatis is a face of baseball right now, right? Yep. I mean, they're like, he plays the game with such flair. He does this and that. But the two best players in baseball are Mike Trout and Juan Soto. Yes. And three best are Mookie Betts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can throw Mookie in there too. Those three guys, almost, it feels like they're almost hardly ever talked about. Yeah. Agreed. And, and I mean, Juan Soto, it, it doesn't make sense to me why he's not. I mean, he, probably because the Nationals just are one of those teams that, I mean, they're just they're a weird team. Like, they're not good, but they're not bad. But they're not going to compete for anything. But then at the deadline, they'll acquire, like, two players, and then they'll go on a, they'll go on a run where they win 45 games in a row. Yeah. And then they'll make a run to the World Series. Like, yep. I, I don't know. I don't but, see a lie. <laughs> I just I hate the word the face of baseball because like Tatis is I think good for the game of baseball. I like you know I'm starting to come off of my high horse a little bit with the uh, the flair and stuff like that because I mean it's about wa- damn time <laughs> watching him. So I think okay so I think there's a difference between playing the game with flair and being being good like how like. I was going to say Javi Baez, but that dude's fucking terrible. Um, he hit a grand slam last night. About time. He's on my uh, my fantasy lineup. He's just been going 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts. Yeah, he has like a 50% K rate right now. It's not great. Um, it's one thing to be like flashy like Tatis, but then back it up. But then there's another thing to be like fired up and hyped up like Castellanos when he absolutely fucking flexed oh. on John Wolford. Oh, my goodness. We'll get into that in a minute. Yes. But... There's a difference, I think, with playing the game with the flair between both of those guys, but I don't know. I think you can call him the face of baseball, but I recognize Trout, Soto, and Mookie Betts above him. Yeah, well, dude, here's what I really like about Acuna is, dude, he almost had, let's see, yeah, in 2019, our last full season, dude, he almost had 
four, or he had 41 home runs and 37 stolen bases. He almost had, was in the 40-40 club. And, dude, I guarantee I, it legitimately would not surprise me at all if he posts a 50-50 season at some point. I mean, he is. So I'm going to – I want to counter the Acuna talks real fast. Is it is is it too late to call call the stops on Ozzy Albies? I feel like that dude was really touted when he first came into the league. Oh, no, he's still good. Is he as good as he should be, though? Uh, Well, considering what he's getting paid, yeah. He's only getting, like, I want to say the contract he signed was five years, $35 million. Okay. I don't know. So, I just don't I mean, hear about him as much as I used to. But Yeah, that's because okay. they got this guy. Ronald Who's Acuna also just... being criminally underpaid. But we've wow. definitely talked about that before. Eight years, 100 mil. I mean, it's it's so incredible to watch guys like Acuna go from having a um, a season where, you know, they go 41 homers or whatever and, like, 39 stolen bases mm-hmm. to I truthfully, I truthfully would agree with you that I think at some point we might see that guy Full strength coming out of a coming out of a spring training, might see him go fifty fifty. Yeah, I honestly find that to be which very is, possible. Um, which is, would be incredible. Yeah, I don't feel like doing the math right now, but uh, he already has seven homers and three stolen bases, and we are what did I say the rec- the Braves record are, and we're eighteen Eight games into the year. So, quick math, I think that gets at least the home runs done. But we'll see. Yeah, um, I mean, I just, he's, and, I mean, he's no slouch on defense either. I no. Mean, the dude's a he's very feared, yeah, he's a very field, uh, feared outfielder, I should say. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And then, uh, the last team currently in the, NL East is the Washington Nationals. Um, I was a little bit concerned. When I looked at their record the other day, but they won their last two, so they're now sitting at seven and nine. Um, I don't know, man. It's like it feels like they could very well go out and do exactly what they did a couple years ago, where they just start off so slow. Like, dude, do you remember two years ago? Yeah, that was when they won the World Series two years ago. We were legitimately talking about, oh, are the Nationals going to trade Scherzer at the deadline? We were literally having that conversation on here like two years ago, and then they won the World Series. So how big of idiots did we look like after that one? I don't. So I don't think we looked as big of idiots because everybody was saying that, even like Nationals fans. I mean, it was <clears throat> it was something that that team dug down deeper than anybody's ever dug before, and they turned around. They were like nineteen and thirty three at one point, and they they found it within themselves to to really go and fight, and you know that team got hot at the right time. I hate people yeah. that say momentum or anything like that doesn't exist because it it Absolutely. does. I mean that team got hot at the right time. Their pitchers were throwing really hard, really. I mean, basically being unhittable. I mean Strasburg went healthy. I think that dude's better than Max Scherzer. Yes, but. It's just the health. Yeah, the health's always been the concern. Um, I think. I mean, dude, just looking at the, the, if you just look at this team, like they have 
pretty much all the same pieces that they had of the World Series team still. Um, yeah, minus Rendon. Minus Rendon, which obviously, that's a gaping hole. Uh, I'm not saying Starlin Castro is Anthony Rendon, but... I feel like Starlin Castro's been in the league for the last, like, 22 years, dude. Yeah, dude, it's because he came up when he was, like, 20. Starlin Castro's been in the league forever. No, but that's the thing, though, is he's always been able to hit. Oh, like, yeah. Not, not a ton of power, you know, he doesn't take his walks all that often, but... I mean, he hits, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. He's a career 280 hitter, and that's over. I wish the Yankees Boy. had to trade him. He's a career 280 hitter over 12 years. I really wish the Yankees hadn't traded him. but Yeah, kind of an interesting move. But, yeah, I mean, Ryan Zimmerman was their everyday first baseman when they won the World Series. In my opinion, they upgrade and get Josh Bell. Um, Josh Bell is so underrated, man. And I'm so glad is. that he's out of Pittsburgh. So am so that, I. So that other people can see how good he is. Yes. Um, they also lost Howie Kendrick a couple years ago, and now Josh Harrison's in there. I've always thought he's kind of been an underrated utility guy. Um, he just he does everything. He's a, he's a DD type of player. I mean, doesn't yep. do one thing great, but he doesn't do anything bad. Yes, I would strongly agree with that. But... I don't know. All things considered, I could see the Nationals being not great or really good. I mean, it makes so no do sense you, to me. Do you think that they extend Trey Turner whenever – I don't know when his deal is up. Do you think Trey Turner's a National for life, or do you think they move on? Because um, I think they got a I don't guy know, right behind I don't, them. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what their farm system looks like off the top of my head. If I remember right, they, they're like in the bottom third of um, – farm systems in the league but i i love be, trey turner dude that dude is so fun to watch he is i think i think if he's willing to accept a somewhat friendlier team deal he'd probably stay but i guess that's tbd um so i guess how i will predict the nl east ending for the year is i do think the braves are the best team in this league just Top to bottom, they're a great team. Um, I also think, despite some early struggles and surprise, surprise, and not great bullpen, uh, I got the Mets. And then we'll go Philly, Washington, Miami. And that's what I got. And sorry that I took outrageously long to go through that. No, I, I agree for the most part. I think Philly will get the wild card this year, though. Okay, I can I see it. I don't think New York does. I think that team will just self-employed like always. Yeah, and I mean, this is by far the hardest team, or the hardest division, in my opinion, to predict, just because I feel like everybody's on fairly similar uh, playing field. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. All right, well, on to you for the AL East. Yeah, um, what... What an absolutely atrocious division right now. Um, I mean, I don't even I don't even want to get into rankings. I mean, everybody is playing so weird right now. The Red Sox are bad. They got swept by the Orioles. Why don't Why don't you want to get into the rankings, Mark? Because the Yankees are. You know, I was just going to just talk about each team and talk about how abysmally bad the Yankees are right now. Oh, okay, I just sure. want to just soak my eyes and just bleach. 
Hey, let it eat, baby. Go for it. I mean, the Red Sox got swept by the Orioles in the opening series and then proceeded to win nine straight. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, the Blue Jays looked like they were just going to beat the brakes off everybody, and then they just completely spun out. I mean, the Rays, Rays are okay. Rays would be the Rays. Um, I mean, the Orioles, the Orioles look somewhat scary this year, and that's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. This division is just such a crapshoot right now because the the Yankees look like they just don't want to play baseball. Dude, I feel like the Braves are like a pesky little brother that like always wants to hang out with you and your friends. And like, you can never just tell him to go away because you don't want to hurt his feelings. But he's always like lurking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the Rays are just always, they're going to be competitive. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's because their mold is very easy to fit into. Yeah. Especially player-wise. I mean, because of highly touted prospects, you'll probably end up playing with the Rays. And then it's True. just one of those that, you know, you're not going to get paid that much. And then at the tip-top of your value, you're going to get shipped out. Correct. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, this division is so weird to watch because you can turn it on and, you know, the Orioles will beat the Dodgers and, you know, a two or three series and then turn around and get blown out by the Nats or the yep. Marlins. And the Yankees will, you know, I just don't know. I don't know what the problem with the Yankees is right now. Um, it's but really needs, not great. It, it just looks like nobody wants to play baseball. Um, and I get that it's, you know, a slow start to the season. I understand that. I understand we're less than 20 games into the regular season so far. It's a long, long season. But my God, I mean, the only good player, the only player that's looked like he's actually cared has been Garrett Cole. Correct. I mean, that dude just comes out and shoves night in and night out when he gets to pitch. Every damn day, dude. And it's it's electric to watch him pitch, but, I mean, he just, he's giving it his all. And then I think the, the crowning point was that, uh, a uh, little chopper that Glaber hit back to the pitcher or the catcher. And, you know, he just kind of just lazily jogged down to, to first base. You know, I think that's the I think that's the difference of Joe Girardi and Aaron Boone is Joe Girardi would have pulled him right there and sat him on the bench. So then, are, you, are you calling for Aaron Boone's head like the rest of the Yankee scumbag fans? I'm not calling for Aaron Boone's head because I don't think Aaron Boone has been the manager since he's come in. It's been the front office, and he's basically been a puppet. Yeah. And I think that's what is annoying about baseball right now is everybody is so analytical-driven. But then it's like you see these older guys like Girardi and Mattingly and even Dave Roberts for a little bit. I mean, these guys go with their gut, and they go with who they're, you know, who they go with a hot hand. I mean, in the World Series – analytical blow-up. Kevin Cash did not need to take Blake Snell out of that game. Right. That that was literally the biggest deciding factor in a World Series game. (laughs) um, But it's just Aaron Boone is just... He's just there. He's just filling in a... He's just filling in a void right now. And I just... It's frustrating because... Glaber needs a wake-up call because the dude's playing terrible. 
but he's not the only one that needs it. I think this is probably Gary's last year in pinstripes. He's actually had a pretty solid year, though, hasn't he? Or at least he started out hot. He may have fallen off, and I didn't know. He started out hot, but I bet this will probably be his last season of pinstripes. I wouldn't be surprised to see us trade Luke Voigt just to try to get somebody. I love Luke Voigt, and it would suck to lose him. I think he's a really good player for the Yankees. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him be in a trade piece. You know, if we if he comes back somewhat healthy, I wouldn't be surprised to see us include him in a trade for like a Trevor Story or you know a, a big uh, a bigger shortstop, or maybe we wait or you uh, to sign Seager in the offseason or whatever. Ooh, that's but, a interesting. That's a juicy little take. But I mean, Aaron Hicks looks like he doesn't want to play baseball. I mean, Brett Gardner is – I love Gardner, but he's too old to be playing baseball. Correct. I mean, Dude, gosh, I did not realize that Gary Sanchez was this abysmal. Like, I knew that he wasn't great, but I have his I have his baseball reference page up right now. He hasn't hit above 235 since 2016 when he was the rookie of the year. And he's just like – I mean, so I, I, I thought last year what I I would have done the last few off seasons if I'm if I'm Brian Cashman the Yankees is the preferred landing spot when we first started our podcast the free agents were Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Yep. The preferred landing spot for both of those guys was the Yankees. <laughs> they How'd said that work we out for you. They said we want to play in New York. We want to be a part of the Yankees. So uh, as Brian Cashman, you hold you hold all the cards at that point. If somebody says, "Hey, I want I, I want to play for your team," at that point you're just gonna be like, "Hey, you want to play for our team? Here's the kind of deal that I can get you. You know, this is the team that you want to play for." You hold all the cards at that point. Well, and we, oh, go ahead. We missed out on those two dudes, and those two dudes. Look at where they're at. I mean, Machado's playing great out in San Francisco or San Diego. Excuse me. Um, I think he was second or third in uh, MVP in the National League last year. And Harper's crushing balls in Philly. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. Why couldn't we have gone out and made the same trade for JT Romito that the the Phillies did? Why couldn't we have? You know, I mean, there's so many things that we could have done. We essentially could have the Phillies and Manny Machado with Garrett Cole. I mean, could you imagine if our starting catcher was Romito? At third base, we had Machado, and then in one of our outfield spots, probably left field, we had Bryce Harper. Well, we I had think, Aaron Judge and right. I think that team is the, totally possible. That's the problem, though. I think is well, a the Yankees ownership. It's not like the George Steinbrenner days where there's a good player, we're going to get him. I don't care how much he costs. So first of all, there's that issue that they're not spending quite like that anymore. Now, obviously, yes, they're still spending. But secondly, when they traded for Stanton, that really cash straps that team because, I mean, obviously, uh, twenty twenty hindsight. But if twenty twenty hindsight, you would probably not want to do that Stanton trade if you knew that that would cause you to not be able to go and get Harper or Machado in the future. Because sitting here today, I would absolutely rather have either of those guys than Stanton. I mean, I just, I don't. I, I was talking to my buddy, so we've been playing a ton, of, a ton of MLB the show, 
Mm. Great game, by the way. Uh, I'm playing it right now as we speak. Um, <laughs> I just we we've been talking about power hungry like players and all this other stuff, and like I get I get that the home run is so sexy. I mean, when I got to hit a few of them when I played, there was like one of the best feelings in the world was squaring up a baseball and just hitting it 300 some 400 something feet. Mm. But I mean, why? The thing that bothers me about the Yankees is you look at when they won, when they won all of those World Series back in the late '90s, early 2000s. You had guys just hustling, man. Like, when did the hustle really come out of the game? Right. I mean, I I sent you that tweet from Carabas uh, today. He said, "You know who runs that ball out ten times out of ten, no matter what? It's Derek Jeter." Absolutely. And then uh, Pat Light was the top comment. And he said, if you actually pay attention, the pitcher and the catcher almost collided. He said, if so, if somebody puts pressure on that play, he said, it's probably an error and it's probably a, an overthrow. And now all of a sudden you're sitting on second base. Right. So I just, there just needs to be a wake up call with a lot of things. And I just, I'm, I'm ready for the Yankees to, the person I think that needs to be on a hot seat. And I wasn't on this for a little while until kind of here lately i think it needs to be brian cashman really he hasn't done anything Why? dude. he hasn't well, he done mean, anything he hasn't done anything dude look at that roster joey we won a two, we won a world series title in 2009 no i totally understand that but dude that roster right now should be great i don't think it's anything on his behalf that they're not good I mean, I mean when, and, and, and he's going out and he's getting the pieces that matter, dude. I mean, he brought Garrett Cole to town. He trades and gets Jamison Tyon. I mean, the only the only good person right now has been Garrett Cole. Yeah, but that how that's not Cashman's fault. I get that, but I just I don't think that he he needs to he needs to go out and be the the GM of old. And yeah. they needed they need to unleash the fun. The Yankees are the most profitable franchise in baseball, right? And it's just like we could have this team. Don't get me wrong; I love Gio Urshela, but I would take I would take Manny Machado at third base over Gio Urshela all day long. Yeah, well, too bad I you would, can't because you're cash strapped. Supposedly, dude, there's no supposedly about it when you trade for Stanton. That really, uh. That really hurts, not to mention they're not going to spend money because if you want them to extend Judge, guess what? He's probably going to get a lot of money too. I don't – there's a lot of people out there and a lot of a lot of Yankees uh, people that I talk to on Twitter. There's a good amount of people that don't think Aaron Judge will be a Yankee as soon as his contract is up. I mean, he's hurt all the time. I want to give him all that money. So, I don't know. The Yankees are, the Yankees have some decision make to, decisions to make because, I mean – their championship window is it's closing because yeah. a lot of these guys are due for money and you're going to have to it, you're going to have to start picking and choosing it almost reminds me of what they did in 2016 where they you know they did get rid of a couple of their guys during the season in order to i guess kind of retool a little bit like they took a small step back just in hopes of uh taking a step forward uh, moving forward, so I don't know. I 
it's they're in a tough spot, but hey, let's not overreact. We're only 18 games in. So my my question to you is, do you why why do you think us as fans overreact so early in the season? Say that again. Why why do you think us as fans? I mean, because the Cubs aren't doing that hot either. Um. Why do you think we overreact so badly to when our teams struggle? I mean, the Yankees look like a double-A team right now. Well, first of all, Cubs are 8-9, and nine, all right? Okay. Javi Baez is striking out at 8, like 52% clip. It it's doesn't fine. matter. We just beat the Mets 16-4 to four last night. The most... Okay, that's pretty incredible. The, right? most I- <laughs> the most iconic thing that so far has happened to the Cubs this season has been... Anthony Rizzo chasing down Freddie Freeman and him yelling, Frederick! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. But I, I think we get so invested because it's just like, I don't know, we're like emotionally attached to it way more than we should be, so why wouldn't we overreact? That's fair. Right? It's like it's like our opportunity to express express emotions but we can blame it on somebody else if it doesn't turn out how we want it to, right? <laughs> I uh, it's uh it's it's being able to express your emotions without any personal repercussions. You're not you're not wrong. Um, quick side note, then we can move on to. I think we want to talk about Castellanos. Yeah. Um, if Rob Manfred wants to make the game of baseball fun, he needs to mic up Freddie Freeman every single night. Uh, I think yeah. I think Freddie Freeman is one of the most hysterical people, hysterical people in the game of baseball. And I just think there needs to be the, these primetime games. I think that these players need to be mic'd up. I mean, I think that it is just hysterical to watch these guys because, you know, growing up, you think that these guys are like, you know, baseball, like focusing on baseball. And Freddie's just like, you know, Anthony Rizzo literally yelled his name. And Freddie Freeman is giggling while he's getting caught in a rundown. Yeah. Like, it's just, they they make it more fun. Uh, I think if Manfred wanted to make it fun, he, he should uh, try to get the players to uh, get mic'd up each night. Because I'm sure Freddie would do it. Right. Well, and I think I think that's a great idea. And you know, if a player here there's like, you know, like no, I'm really not feeling it tonight, or like if it's really serious moments and you don't want to worry about wearing the mic or anything like that, then that's fine. And I mean. The one-way mics where it's just recording what the guys are saying the whole time, those are great. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like, I know sometimes in spring training you'll see, like, the guys have the two-way mic where they're talking to the people up in the booth while they're playing it mid-game. We don't need that. Just a nice recording of just the actual interactions happening on the field, and I'm plenty happy with that. Yeah. But uh, moving on to something that needs to be fixed is – Wait, wait, wait. Before, before you oh. go there, I, I want your rankings from bottom to top for the AL East. Like, what do you, how do you think that I think the division is going to finish? Yes. Uh, Yankees will be one. Rays will be two. Blue Jays are almost there. They'll finish in three. Boston will cool down. They'll be at four. And I think uh, Baltimore will be at five. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But, hey, I'll take it. And just watch it happen at the end of the year. You'll buy me a beer for it. Dude, I'll buy you a case of beer for it. All right. No problem. Um, all right. So moving on. Yeah, like you were saying, I'm assuming you were about to jump into the Castellanos 
subject. Yes, I, I don't understand. Nick Castellanos plays the game with such a passion and such a, a drive. I mean, the dude hit him in the rib, like, I think it was the ribs or, like, right around there. Like, mm-hmm. 90-something miles an hour. I, I would, if I hit a dude and he flexed on me, I'd be like, damn, like, he really just flexed on me, huh? Yeah, I'd be like, damn, I deserved it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I hit that dude in the ribs. I mean, the least he can do is, you know, show all six, seven of his frame. But, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's so stupid that he's getting suspended. For what? Showing passion and a flair for the game? Yeah, well, uh, not, it's not even that he's being suspended. It's that he's being suspended and he went to appeal it, and they they didn't even cut it down to one game. They still they still upheld the two. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just stupid. And it's like, A, he didn't even make physical contact with anybody, so he shouldn't be in trouble at all just strictly based on that. But B, dude, do you realize how much energy and attention like events like that going down in a game are where a guy gets hit, pimps a homer, comes around, shoves it in their face like that's actually it wasn't a homer was it but no he he say he stole home on a wild pitch yeah that, that's what i was gonna say but even more got, electric play right I mean, stealing right. home he, on a wild pitch is incredible right yeah i mean i would that might be even cooler but i mean you can't knock these players and hand out suspensions like this for things that the internet loves, that the fan bases love, that just general people who like baseball, even the casual fan love when you're trying to grow your game, you can't be handing out punishments for that, especially when there's not even actual fighting or anything going on. I mean, as soon as Not to mention, Yadier Molina grabs him by the back of the neck as he's walking away, and he doesn't get anything for that. I mean, what what kind of bullshit is that? Yachty will never get touched. He's in the good old boy club with the MLB. Yachty could stab somebody and he wouldn't get suspended. I, dude, I swear. I, yeah, whatever. I, I, it's just ridiculous. I'm super not excited about it. Um, I just don't, I I also, just don't understand it. I also really miss Nick Castellanos. Um, yeah. He's probably my favorite half-season Cub probably ever. I um, I probably couldn't name you one half season cub besides Nick Castellanos. Maybe a roll the Chapman. Chapman. <laughs> yeah, I, at least in recent memory. Um, who did we get last year? Uh, Jose Martinez. <laughs> who he, he played like two games for. Uh, I think he played like two games on the major re- league roster, and then we DFA'd him. Sounds about the Cubs' speed. Yeah, but yeah, dude, I'm God. I miss Cassiano so much. Just the energy. And do you remember that season when he came to Chicago? He dude, he hit like twenty homers in two games. Yeah, yeah dude, he, he led that. the he led the league in doubles that season. He comes to Chicago and all, his power numbers jump like crazy. The energy's mm-hmm. insane. I'll never forget. He hits this one bomb, and then he turns, looks at the dugout. Picks up his bat, two hands above his head, spikes it down, and then skips around the bases. Oh, just so much electricity from that guy. I mean, I think his only downfall is that he just can't field with a damn. No, he really can't, bro. <laughs> he so, really I mean, can't. I mean, in defense of the Cubs not resigning, it's you've got Hayward, who all he can do is field. He's out in right field, and yep. it's just like. You're not going to put Castellanos in center. Right, and they weren't going to take Schwarber's pop out of the lineup 
to keep him. Right. Ah, dude, I just well, he was. I like watching him play, and I just I think it's so stupid he got suspended. Yes, I would strongly agree with that. Um, moving on from him, uh, we touched on Acuna earlier. He, I did want to mention he is currently suffering from an abdominal strain. So uh, probably because he swings the bat so goddamn fast. Yeah. So teas and peas to uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, a pitcher I want to talk about. There's a couple pitchers I want to talk about, dude. Shane Bieber. 10 Ks in each of his first four starts in the season. Let me ask this. Do you think that Shane Bieber could go down, if he continues where where his trajectory is going, do you think that he could be better than what Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Jacob deGrom, those guys are right now? Do you think that he could be in that category at this part of, like that part of his career? If he does, he's going to get paid. I hope he does. I'd love to see him in pinstripes. Oh, and here's why. His first full season was 2018. So he'll be a free agent going into the 2024 season at age 28. Or no, 29. He's going to get breaded up big time. That is it. Yeah, if if he may not even last in Cleveland that long though, he might he'll probably get traded because he'll get it too expensive at the end of arbitration, just like probably. Lindor. Probably. I mean, he'll probably be getting arbitrated. Like, yeah, you sent in an offer for five million. This dude struck out nine thousand people in the last three seasons. Right. Um, right. Dude, his, gonna, his his strikeout to walk rate or his K per nine is at eleven point three right now. Stupid. Oh wait, that's his career. Right now it's at fourteen seven. <laughs> and the dude like doesn't even throw that hard. His movement on his pitches is just nasty. Yeah, dude. It's cause he's just got the movement and the control so well. I mean, it's he's he's really somebody to look out for. I would say probably AL Cy Young again as of now. I mean I can't think off the top anybody else who's performing better in the AL. <sighs> No, I, I can't. I can't even say Garrett Cole. <laughs> no, I mean, and then in the NL, Corbin Burns, dude, Just that guy shoving, dude. This guy throws a ninety-seven mile an hour cutter. How are you supposed to? How is anybody supposed to hit that? I don't know. I mean, that's why he's got what forty-something strikeouts. Yeah, no. Well, and that's the craziest part, dude. He doesn't have any walks this season yet. Stupid. 24.1 or 24 and a third innings, no walks. 40 Ks. 14.8 strikeouts per inning with an ERA of 0.37. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those, these dudes, I will say, you know, what's, what's really fun about the game right now isn't necessarily, necessarily the offensive side, but seeing these dudes that pitch, man. I mean, it is incredible to watch these guys pitch. Yeah. I mean, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, the fact that Verlander, granted he's not pitching right now, but how he's been able to keep his body healthy and throw as hard as he does still. I mean, Zach Granke is a great pitch. All of these great pitchers, and then, you know, you see these guys like Corbin Burns and Shane Bieber just 
slinging the baseball. Yeah, well, and I think that's kind of part of the difference between a good pl- between having a good career and a great major league career is once you start aging, are you able to figure out the best? Are you able to age well and figure out how do I need to change my repertoire? How do I need to change my command? How do I need to tweak this, tweak that in order to ultimately still be a successful player? Because the guys that are able to do that are the guys that last in the league long and end up having great careers. Yeah, your Zach Granke's, your Clayton Kershaw's. Yes, exactly. Justin Verlander's. Exactly. I mean, it's... That, that's the difference between being good and being great, in my opinion, at least at the pitching level. Um, surprises so far this season I wanted to touch on real quick. So, I'm, and I'm looking strictly at league standings. The top five in the AL, the Boston Red Sox, the Oakland A's, the Seattle Mariners, the Kansas City <laughs> Royals, and the Los Angeles Angels. Jesus. Boy. The Ace have won 11 in a row, by the way. Yeah, I know. So, wait, 11 in a row? Yeah. Dude, so they started the season 1-7? and seven? Yes, dude, they were a bit. Boy, I, I knew they started rough. I didn't realize it was that bad. But, yeah, I, wow, that's crazy. And, I mean, the Mariners, they just got, they just now got Kyle Lewis back, who was a stud for them. Um, I mean, I feel like that's the I feel like that's the, the uh, April uh, Mariners every year, man. I mean, I know they <laughs> they, they win fifteen of the seventeen games they play, and like, do the Mariners for real? And then they'll finish the season like fifteen and one hundred and forty something. Yeah, dude, they literally started out like seventeen and four two years ago, and we had them dead last in our rankings, and we were like, <laughs> "All right, we're idiots." Turns out we're not. Um, hey, we're, but only on some days. Yeah, but I will say pleasant surprise the Angels being in this top five. Now they're not number one in their division. Oakland is, but yeah. love to see it. I I just hope that they're able to keep it up. I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see them be buyers at the deadline. I like to just see teams switch it up, man. Like yeah. I would love, I would love to see a team like the Angels be buyers at the deadline. Oh yeah. And you know the Royals. We talked about the Royals, man. I mean, they've got they've got good pieces down there. Like, bro, what what if the Angels just went out and they trade for Trevor Story at the deadline? Stop, stop, boy, boy. We get playoff Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. Would not be mad. See, uh, but the, the the problem is, is they don't need offense. That's true. But, Jose Iglesias right. is doing great at shortstop for them. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. It's it is the pitching I mean, that's problematic. I'd, I'd love to see them go out and get a Ma- Max Scherzer. <sighs> Stop! 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 I mean, I could see him getting traded though. Not, not a better team, in my opinion. Uh, maybe New York. <laughs> Don't matter. You guys are going to be sellers too. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I just want us to. I just want us to pick a pick a pick a lane and get in it. It's like that guy that you're on the interstate and you're just like he's in the far left lane and then he gets in the middle and then he's on the far right like he's getting ready to get off. Yeah. And then he merges all the way back to the left. And he's like, homie, pick a lane. Right, dude. But how do you think? How do you think I've felt the last three seasons hearing 
hey, your entire core is going to get traded every single year for the like the last two or three years. And I mean, well, I, it, I at least your core won a title. That is true. Good point. Good point. I'll be forever grateful. Thinking about getting a tattoo. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get one with you. Ooh. Okay. Um. Nothing Cubs related though, except for Frederick. <laughs> You're gonna get a Frederick tattoo. Nobody's gonna know what it means except for all the baseball fans out there that remember the one snippet from a Braves uh, Cubs hey, game. That's all right. The real ones know. Um. Any surprises to you in the? NL's top five right now. We got the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Giants, the Mets, and the Reds. Uh, I, I mean, there's one outlier right there. I the think Giants. you know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, decent start. Kevin Gosman's having a great year for bro. That's who the Angels are going to go and get. They're going to go and trade for Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman's on my fantasy team, so dude, it's a, it's about time that he's finally putting stuff together, though, right? Because yeah. he's been in the league since 2013. Uh, was just super duper average for the longest time. Uh, but he's out here with two, four, five through four starts so far, so not too shabby. Yeah, I mean, the Gi- the Giants have good pieces. They're really one of the team that. They're one of the teams that doesn't have ever have a lot of young guys. Yeah. They've always got the veterans. I mean that that's your like San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. Yeah, that's a great comp. I mean, it's just they've always got good coaching. They've got you know good players. I mean, that, that's a team that's going to win anywhere from seventy to ninety games. They'll win ninety if the vets are playing really well that year. They'll win seventy if the vets suck that year. Yeah, I mean, just. I would tend to agree with that. Uh, Johnny Cueto has a 1.8 ERA so far. Johnny that Cueto does, was that does so anything good, for man. you? Johnny Cueto is. I mean, he's a good pitcher, but the problem is he's. What's so crazy about some of these guys like Strasburg and Cueto, and I would even maybe even rope in uh, Jake Arrieta. I'll, I'll, I'll put Jake Arrieta this little horse. I mean, those guys when they are on are unhittable. Agreed. I mean, they they are just studs, but it's. It's when it's when they tweak an elbow or they're like, hey, you know, I've got minor shoulder discomfort or something. I'm going to take, like, the week off. Right. Or just something. As soon as, like, one injury starts rolling with those guys, it's just, like, another after another right. after another. And it's just, like, they never piece their starts together. And it's just, I mean, it's just continually rolls downhill. But it's, like, when you see these guys on, you're just, like, Man, like Steven Strasburg, you know, he struck out like eleven in three innings. It's not even mathematically possible, but <laughs> he did. And it's just like like that's the Strasburg that we know, not the Strasburg that gives up seven runs in an inning in the third, gives me negative twenty on my fantasy fantasy stat line. <sighs> yeah, he lost. He made me lose last week because he dropped a negative twenty piece on me. So, oh, list um, of things you hate to see. I I love to see Johnny Cueto doing good because when he was with the Reds and he'd do that stupid little stutter step in the uh, oh dude that was my favorite part about him is his wind up would just change every time that he it's like not even just every time that he would pitch like between pitches he would just completely change what he was doing and he would do the thing where he when he was uh, in his wind up he'd pick. He'd pick that left foot up and then turn like all the way back and look at second base before he would turn forward and throw it. 
It was the best. So it's good to it's good to see him back. Though I mean, I just I don't think that the Giants will really hold on to where they're at right now. But I'd let, I'd be pleasantly surprised to to see them do something. I mean, they've got a good team. So. Yeah, I feel that. Um, you got any final thoughts? No, man. I'm just glad baseball's back. Um, you know, I'm excited to see some of the teams. I haven't gotten to watch uh, some other teams this year. My goal this year is to watch at least one game of every team. Um, I haven't gotten to watch any other games besides the Yankees games. But, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start trying to tune in and just watch just some different games and, and just kind of see how other teams are playing and stuff like that. That way, you know, we get on here and record. It's it's fun to uh, talk about things you saw or players play. I'm just excited baseball's back. Rod Manfred needs to be fired and uh, free Nick Castellanos. Fair enough. Uh, the only thing that I have is, uh, do you know that Babe Ruth might be a murderer? Yeah, of baseballs, yeah? No. He, uh, I guess he was married and his wife tried to divorce, or he tried to divorce his wife, and she wouldn't sign the papers. And like five weeks later, her house burnt down, and she was inside. Bro, why does everybody just have to attack people in the past? <laughs> why is this? Why does everybody have to come back? I can't wait for some security footage, you know, years later that's going to come back on OJ and be like, "Hey, look, OJ's actually leaving the house. He he did his time. Come on, leave him alone." Oh, bro. Babe Ruth is dead. Okay. What is going to come out of that story? I'm just, hey, listen. <laughs> what is going to – what, are they going to dig up Babe Ruth and <laughs> listen, bro, handcuff just, and put him in jail? I'm just telling you what I've heard from the cesspools of the internet. Oh, uh, were you on Reddit? Oh. Uh, Potentially. <laughs> you're, you're scum. You're dead to me. You should just name this episode Babe Ruth murderer question mark. <laughs> uh, I will never slander the great Bambino. Colossus Clout. Alright, uh, well, I think that does it for today's episode. If you guys could uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening. Uh, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your cat, tell your grandma. Uh, yeah, see ya. We will see.